Hello and welcome to another of our semi-regular specials of Junior Retrospection, a podcast where we take an old kids TV show or movie, unbox it, fit the pieces together and decide if it deserves to go in the toy box or just chucked onto the scrap heap. My name's Wood, James Wood, and speaking of scrap heaps, I have two co-hosts today. I don't, I don't know what he means by that. I must be referring to you. Are you referring to me? We discussed mm. this. <laughs> anyway, my name's Paul. And I wouldn't waste my time on riffraff like him. My name's Colin, and I'm confining you to the school grounds for the entire week. Oh no. Is that aimed at me? Or him? On today's episode, we'll be discussing the early 90s cartoon series James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr., according to IMDb, follows the story of the nephew of MI6's greatest spy as he carries on his uncle's legacy by combating a rogues gallery of new and familiar villains with the help of his schoolmates. It stars Corey Burton as James Bond Jr., Jeff Bennett as Horace I.Q. Boothroyd, Jan Rabson as Gordon Gordo Leiter, Simon Templeman as Trevor Noseworthy IV, and so on and so on. You get the idea. So, Colin, Paul, do you have any facts for the listeners? Well, this isn't the first time that James Bond Jr. appeared. Go on. Yes, so the name was first used in a 1967 spin-off novel, The Adventures of James Bond Jr., Double oh three and a half. Double oh three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, was yeah. was he his nephew in that then? Uh, it doesn't say. There's not much more details than that. I have problems with the fact that he's called Junior. Because he's he's not he's not really James Bond's kid, is he? No, he's his nephew. Yeah. So it's his uncle. Yeah. So technically, he should be James Bond the second. Because that's what you do when it's an uncle or a grandfather or whatever. I, I suppose James Bond Junior is more catchy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and if you said James Bond Two, people would be like, "Well, where was James Bond One?" Well, the, the this series was created by Andy Hayward and Robbie London, who worked on such shows as Captain Planet, Inspector Gadget, Brave Star, and He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Although there is a third person listed as also helping to create the series, who was a certain Michael G. Wilson. Oh, that's probably just contractual. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It ran for only one season, which seems to have consisted of 65 episodes. That's a pretty good season, right? That's a big season, that, isn't it? Yeah. You'll be surprised to learn that this series is not considered canon. Oh, it's not. That's a shame. It's it's not. As, As he neither has brothers or sisters in either the books or the movies. So I'm guessing this James Bond... Double O three and a half thing that you just mentioned. He's that's kind of a weird anomaly, then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even the author is not really known because it was a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. What What was the pseudonym then? Adi Mascot. Oh, and and we don't know who it was. They think the writer was Arthur Calder Marshall. Oh, no, I, I don't a, know who that is either. He was. He was in a. Uh, Novelist and essayist and critic at the time. Right, okay. I wonder whether it was official or unofficial then. Uh, it was commissioned. Oh, right. Okay. Anyway, the, the guy that plays James Bond Jr., Corey Burton, he's got an interesting career. Do you remember those um, read-along tape and books that they used to do in the 70s and the 80s where they used to do tie-ins with films? It's before my time, Paul. I remember those. You remember those? Pretty sure I had a couple, didn't I? I think you may have had some passed down to you, yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, they did um, a Star Wars one. It was a, I remember that they used to say, when you hear R2 beep, turn the page. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. Well, once if he beeped during the story. <laughs> That's just confusing. You're, like, you're just turning pages. Oh, I don't know where I am now. The droid keeps beeping. Once if your microwave beeped. <laughs> Well, you know, you'd have to question why you're listening to it in the kitchen. Where do you listen to your audio books? <laughs> oh, don't answer that. I know which room you use. Turn the page at the flush. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of page turning, Colin, as well you know. No, he he doubled for Mark Hamill in the Star Wars read along book. And oddly later in his career he also doubled for Christopher Lee in the Clone Wars series. Is he American? Yes. Oh, that explains, that explains some things. 
<laughs> it does, and we'll talk about those, won't we? James Bond Jr.'s motto is danger lurks within every shadow. That's why he didn't perform with Cliff Richard, did it? He'd be terrified, wouldn't he? Yeah. The criminal organisation featured in the show is called SCUM. Yes, what does SCUM stand for? It stands for Saboteurs and Criminals United in Mayhem. Oh, I just wrote Paul. Oh, <laughs> well, there's plenty of those jokes coming. Don't you worry about that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there are some characters from the films and the books that do cross over with the show, such as Jaws, which you find very amusing, don't you? And we'll get to that. And uh, Doctor No apparently turns up in in an episode. No. Yes. Oh, he said no. No, I said yes. Oh. Who's on first? Do- Doctor Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No, no. We do this, do this all day. I know, we, and we would do as well. There was also a game made based on the show for the Nintendo and the NES systems. We had a look at that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Typical side-scroller. I don't think you were impressed, were you? Not really. No. It's a platformer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. It, had the th- it had the great theme tune in it, though, which we'll talk about, well, I'm sure. Well, a version of it had mm. the theme tune. Kind of a 16-bit version of it. And that's all I've got. So pay attention, 007. Let's get started. So we open on a twisting, turning country road as a car chase plays out. The two cars skidding and screaming around the bends. One of them looks like a badly rendered Aston Martin to me. Which it is, we find out later, yeah. Yeah, it's driving all over the place. It is driving all over the place. I mean, it's a bit bad when Bond's already drunk at this time of day. (laughs) That's on brand though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, does the owner of the farm know that there is a car driving around his road? I don't think he cares. No, no one cares. It, it, it's, this is England. Well, the, it's a cartoon version of England. We're just surrounded by fields and farms and castles. This is the other thing. Is it England? Well, we wondered that, didn't mm. we, when we watched it? And they do mention later in the episode that they are in England. But it is confusing. Oh. It is, yeah. I mean, the post office that like, comes up later does not look like anything you would find in the UK. <laughs> no. I did like the big sign that just said post office in black and white across the door. That was good. In case you forgot. In case you forgot. Suddenly, the hood of the pursuit car opens and a huge gun emerges, firing lasers. Ah, the 90s, eh? When all guns in cartoons were lasers. Do you remember those days? Yeah. What were some of the other cartoons that used to have guns? Uh, Lasers for guns. (laughs) Um, So there was uh, cartoons like X-Men and uh, the... The great Robocop cartoon. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which is about to get a Blu-ray. Oh, no, the Robocop TV series is about to get a Blu-ray release. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. There were some strange cartoons made in the 90s, wasn't there? We had we had this, we had Robocop, we had a Rambo cartoon as well. Mm, yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Surprised there wasn't a Terminator one. That is that is a good point. It is surprising there isn't a Terminator cartoon. Who's going to Google it first just in case? <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it to the listeners. They can tell us, can't they, if we're wrong? Yeah. yeah. G.I. Joe did lasers too. That's right. Mm. You pointed out, didn't you, that, that this yeah. kind of, the animation looks very sort of G.I. Joe-ish, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Well, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of 90s cartoons, they all look like this, didn't they? Yeah, very cheap. Mm. Only so many frames of animation. <laughs> oh, there's there's one shot that we'll get to in a bit, a walking shot. And what's going on in that, I have no idea, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Does it involve a watch? It does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the Aston has gadgets. A hand touches a control, and a laser-proof screen rises to shield the back window. So we've got the gadgets yeah. from Goldfinger in this. Yeah. Yeah, some of them. I imagine like other episodes have gadgets from different films or versions of. Yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. The shot ricochets off the screen back onto the pursuing car. It sends it skidding off into a field, crashing through fences before regaining control. Up ahead, a tractor is being driven off the back of a lorry. The Aston drives up the ramp, jumps over a wall and speeds away across a field. Why, Why is the tractor coming off the back of a lorry? Because it's got wheels. Well, yeah, usually just driving themselves. There's the point of a tractor, really. 
Do you think they thought it was a very English thing to have a tractor and they just didn't understand tractors? Yeah, all, all tractors are delivered by truck. And then they put the wheels on afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a bit strange. The pursuer tries to do the same. But wouldn't you know it, he just crashes into the back of the lorry amongst some hay bales. The driver of the Aston Martin watches the car disappear into the distance before turning the rearview mirror onto himself. It's a young, good-looking guy who quips, Pity they missed their flight. Make, makes no sense. No, no sense whatsoever. There's no planes involved. <laughs> That's right, What's yes. with his accent as well? Where's he from? Because it definitely is in England. No, it, it's, it's pretend, pretend a Britannia land. <laughs> there is a worse one in this episode. A worse British accent. All right, you'll have to mention it when we get to it. Suddenly, two motorbikes with rocket launchers leap over a hill and continue the pursuit. So, guns are out, but rocket launchers are fine then. Well, they, you, don't, you don't see them do anything, though. They don't, like, blow him up and limbs go everywhere, do you? Yeah, but they still shoot, don't they? And there's explosions. Yeah, but it's A-team-style shooting. Yeah, I suppose. But then again, why couldn't you have had bullets then and just do A-team-style bullets flying around where nothing, they don't hit anything? Yeah, there must have been some weird rule. There must have been, yeah. A hero looks around and quips again, these Sunday drivers. It's just like the Bond films, this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least the Sunday driver kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now, are you enjoying it up to this point? It's it's uh, you telling me the story. No, 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 no. The no, actual, the, the actual, actual character. <laughs> it's all right. It's a nice, in, you know, drags you into it, gets mm-hmm. you into it. Yeah. They fire at the Aston. There's explosions as it swerves to avoid them. The Aston suddenly leaps over the edge of a cliff. Oh, no. Is our hero done for? Is he going to be a smouldering footnote in the history of MI6's greatest spies' families? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he will be eventually. <laughs> I guess they're going for kind of a, a kind of a spy who loved me kind of feel for the opening of this episode, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, because if it works, then it's going to work in this, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does it? Let's see. Let's see. The bikes stop. The riders jump off as the pursuit car crashes into them. And a shadowy figure in a trench coat and a hat gets out. Goodbye, young Bond, he says, watching the Aston fall to its doom. But Bond Jr. touches the control, and the car turns into a helicopter and flies away. I'm pretty sure it doesn't turn into a helicopter. No, it's a plane, isn't it? It's more of an airplane, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's I, got no rotor blades on top of it. You, do you know what? I, as I was writing these notes, I saw you were. I saw the I saw the rotor blade come out. And then I turned to make a note. And then obviously, when I've watched it, because I've watched this twice. And the second time I watched it, I realized it was a plane, but I didn't update my notes. Ah, all right. So, yes. So I'll hold my hand up and say that was an error. When did the Aston yeah. ever turn into a plane in the films? Uh, never. <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but you don't like this? Well, it's all right for a cartoon. He was sorry about the films. I mean, if, if you saw Daniel Craig drive the Aston Martin off a cliff and suddenly it became a plane, you would be <laughs> fair enough in saying, this is rubbish, I think. If Roger did it, though, well, how would you feel about that? We're getting closer to being acceptable. Yeah, yeah. If it was in Die Another Day, you wouldn't buy an eyelid, would you? No. Or in Woody Allen's Casino Royale. That's true, Yes. <laughs> That'd be perfectly fine in that one. <laughs> there, there is a strange feel of, of Woody Allen's Casino Royale to this cartoon as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. maybe, maybe let's, let, in our head canon, let's say that the cartoon is related to that version. that version of Bond rather than the actual version of Bond. Okay, I can live with that. The villain takes off his hat, which we now see is purple, as well as his purple shoes and purple trench coat. And he throws it to the floor and growls, blast it. He also has a dog, which angrily chews on the hat. And I was getting a very Inspector Gadget kind of vibe from all of this. Yeah. You getting that yeah, too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As a kid version of Bond, though, it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with it up to this point. Yeah, you're on board. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what's, the, um, what's the dog's name again? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, 
Is the dog's name Scumble or Scuzzball? We couldn't make it out. No, I couldn't make it out either. I, I probably Scuzzball sounds. It's on brand. More accurate. Yeah. Yeah. The scum. Considering this evil secret organization scum labels everything they've got with scum written across the side. So we cut to the credits, and more importantly, the theme tune. So it's got a kind of 60s vibe to it, but my God, those lyrics. No one could stop him, but scum always tries. Young Bond cuts through each web of spies. He <laughs> learned the game from his uncle James. Now he's heard of the name James Bond. Junior. James Bond. Junior. <laughs> Look out. He's coming through. Should do like, Look out. Hey, up, he's coming through. He's got a job to do while he rescues the girl. James Bond Jr. chases scum around the world. <laughs> it does sound better with a northern accent. Right, it does, doesn't it? Scum. 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 Yeah. He learned game from his Uncle James. Now he's hurt at name, Jimmy Bond. <laughs> it is, it's, 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 it, it's fun, isn't it? it that's the, the only word you could apply. Yes. What did you think of the theme tune, James? Uh, I thought instead of sounding very 60s, it sounded very 90s. You think so? Yeah. What, like other 90s theme tunes to cartoons? Yeah, I can can see what he means. It does have that kind of... Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as good as, you know, some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. Inspector Gadget. Uh, Inspector Gadget, Pole Position, Mm -hmm. uh, DuckTales... Tailspin. Especially when it comes to the lyrics as well, I think. It's very 90s. You think so? Yeah. What, explaining everything that you're seeing? Mm. Or you're going to see? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It reminded me of something um, that Matt Stone or Trey Parker would write for a a kind of a... A parody. You know, a joke, a parody of, of something. Yeah. You know, there's a song in... in um, I think it's uh, Dodgeball, where he's driving a car and he puts the radio on and, and, and the radio's saying things like, look out ahead, there's a truck changing lanes. You know, it's that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, remind me of that, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So we cut to a Warfield Academy. It's a bit on the nose, but all right. <laughs> what, Warfield. What, what would you rather they... <laughs> <laughs> There's a stuffy principal type addressing the students. Some are returning students and some are new. Although, do we ever see any other students? No. Also, how old are these students? Who knows? Because one character (laughs) says uh, that he was in the FBI at some point. (laughs) I think he's one of the teachers. Although it's hard to tell. The gym teacher. Do you think he's the gym teacher? Oh, is he supposed to be? Oh, is he the? Okay. Because, yeah, you, you don't the actually see him doing... Power Ranger. Yeah, you don't see him do in the crop top. That's him, yes. <laughs> you don't see him doing any teaching. I thought he was a student. He, he does look like a reject from the village people. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, gym teacher. Okay. But he realises that someone is missing and turns to his assistant, a tall, muscular man with a great manly moustache named Mitchell, as we just talked about. Mm. The... The man's manly, not the moustache. Just right. to say. Just get excited. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells him it's just not good enough. And he, that he doesn't tolerate lateness. But suddenly, from out of the blue, the heli Aston. Although it's not a helicopter, is it? 
Ah. See, again, I wrote this without going back over it, but we'll, we'll keep it's going. Funny. It's funny because your face for like 0.1 of a second was smug until you realized the mistake you'd made. You were like, look I at this name it. I've come up with, Heli Aston. Look at me. Look at me. And then, and then you went, oh, well done. It's not a heli, is it? Oh, boy, I'm a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and all those emotions went by like that. Wow. Yeah, and it, yes, I'm, I'm going to own the mistake and I'm going to power on through. It's what I do on every episode, Colin. You should be used it to it. It is, yeah. It lands and it skids perfectly to a stop in its parking space. A mulleted character, Lighter, remarks, Whoa, it's an Aston Martin DB5. Do you think he's clarifying that for the audience? Yeah, possibly. possibly. Because it's so badly drawn. Yeah. Also, if this is Felix Lighter's kid, where did he get the cool kid mentality from? You saying Felix Lighter's not cool? <laughs> but which Felix Lighter? Because, <laughs> you know... That is true, yes. Well, yeah. Which, which, which Felix Lighter's kid do you think he is, Colin? Well, well we've got, we've got, uh, we've got the one from Dr. No. Mm-hmm. We've got the one from License to Kill. Mm-hmm. Who's also Dave- in another Bond movie that I can't remember the name of. David Hedison. David Hedison. Yeah. yeah. And then we've yeah. got the ones from the Daniel Craig period. And who's the Felix Lighter in, in um, Pierce Brosnan's period? They don't have they one, have do one, they? they? they, they no. Yeah, they, they create that other American. They do. Don't they? They, they create a new one. Yeah, um, I think it's got to be the Hawaii Five O guy. Yeah, yeah, the cool dude. That's the surfing as well. Yeah. yeah. The surfing, see? Yeah. Yeah, makes perfect sense, yes. The boy standing next to him with crazy hair, glasses, lab coat, and a British accent, sort of. Says, says you. Yeah. But it was... Um, Flying. Now this is IQ Boothroyd. Yeah. So this school is populated by relatives of everybody who works in around James <laughs> Bond, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. It's almost like James Bond set the school up. Can you imagine if all the Ill- do you think they've got all the illegitimate children that James Bond's ever fathered going here as well? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Maybe that's yeah. the twist. That's the twist. <laughs> What, in That's episode twist, 65? Yeah. <laughs> James Bond set up the whole school. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. They're all called, like, James Bond the second, James Bond Jr., James Bond Sr., <laughs> James Bond Esquire. No, that would be good. I'd watch that. Mm. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. And it'd, be co- it'd just call it James, the James Bonds. The Jimmy Bonds? The Jimmy Bonds, yeah. Just a lot of them. The Bonds? The or, bon- the gi- or the Jimmies. The Bond Squad. The Bond Squad. The Bond Squad. Nice, yeah. Could do that. Yeah. Get right in it. Although you'll get sued, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah that's true. So the tardy student introduces himself as Bond, James Bond, Junior. Yeah, that's fair enough. So let's get this right then. Bond's got a brother or a sister in this universe who had a son... And named his kid after his brother. Yeah, correct. There could also be a backstory where Bond saved his brother, and as a as a you know thank you a tribute to him, he named his first child after him. When you say backstory, you mean you're just making it up? I'm making it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. So he named his son after his brother. Yeah. Okay. I, I do find it a bit strange, but the more you talk about it, the more it. I can live with it. Maybe he lived up. He admired his brother. Yeah. I mean, do we ever learn what James Bond Jr.'s dad actually does? Well, I've I've only watched one episode. When I get to episode 65, I'll let you know. Oh, all right. I want all my breath. (laughs) You're going to watch him for me, aren't you? I am. All right. All right. So, so, assignment, Jay. Tell us if... James Bond Jr.'s dad is ever mentioned and what he does for a living. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Thank you. All right. That's good. He's a, he's a man in Havana. <laughs> in, in the principal's office, Bond is getting chewed out and finds himself confined to the school's grounds for a week. Later, Bond is walking with Mitchell, admitting that he probably deserves the punishment. 
Mitchell quips that if he's anything like his uncle, then he probably did. So everyone appears to know that his uncle is James Bond and that James <laughs> Bond is a spy, secret agent. Yes. yes. Uh, right, just checking. Again, it's kind of on brand, particularly for, what, 1991 Bond. I mean, we've kind of moved back to Roger Moore type of Bond with um, Pierce Brosnan at this point, haven't we? Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. That's true. Roger Moore was covered in Union Jacks at one point, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and they do make a joke about that in the Daniel Craig film. You talk about the current one, the new one. No, and isn't it Casino Royale or one of them where he, he gives his name? They, he's got a fake name, but he just gives his name as James Bond, and she's like, what did you do that for? And he's like, yeah, he knows. That is a good joke. Yeah. Hmm. One of the few good jokes in the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mitchell met him, James Bond Sr., when he served, as you said, in the FBI. Probably met him at a spy conference or something. <laughs> a <all>. spy conference. <laughs> Big sign. <laughs> you a spy? Yes. Well, come on in. <laughs> do you think they have a, a, a masquerade night where they all do cosplay? No, well, masquerade night, they come as themselves. They come as themselves. <laughs> because they wear disguises all the time. <laughs> that is true. Yes, that is right. Yeah. So nobody's mentioning the car chase, the lasers and the rockets, etc. It's just, no, it's not mentioned. Oh, yeah. No, you don't know why he's being chased. No. Just yeah, that'd be a it. good point. He's, he's brought trouble to the school then, hasn't he? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But Mitchell shows Bond around the academy. Bond comments on the sophisticated security system. And Mitchell points out that it's due to the students being the children of some very important people like himself. Which he's not. <laughs> Which he's not, yes. <laughs> it's like, <whoa. laughs> he's the nephew of someone important. It's tangential, you know. Yeah, I, I tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> junior retrospection, Colin, junior retrospection. <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody forgetting what James Bond Jr. is. That's true, yes. It, it is easy to forget as you watch it that he's not actually James Bond's son, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bond finds himself in the dorm, which is more like a lab, where he introduces himself to IQ. It turns out that Q is IQ's grandfather. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like this IQ business. Why? Well, Q in the Bond films isn't called... Q, that's not his name. That's his position. He's the quartermaster, mm -hmm. which in the army gets shortened down to Q. Yeah. That's the only reason he's called Q. Well, they do mention in it, don't they, that he, his name is Boothroyd. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, Q, IQ. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it's a little easy. Mm, it is, it is. But again, it, it's, it's, it's for kids. Put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if we did it in a podcast. <laughs> That's how easy it is. I think we may well have done. We've done quite Very a few well. Bond films at this point, Colin. <laughs> yeah. And we get a hilarious moment where he shows Bond a liquid that can boil a three-minute egg in ten seconds, only for it to explode all over them. I believe the yolk's on us, Bond says. Nice. What, what you don't like that, Jay? <laughs> no. It's terrible. No, no you've... Oh. He's not familiar with our jokes, is he? Yeah. Gosh, that, that, that would be like a, a moment of gold for us. <laughs> we could only aspire to gags like that. That's, that's telling you. Now, now the yoke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do, you, See? you need to go back and listen to all 90-odd episodes of Retrospection, then come and give us the, the you know, the, the mouth. But I've got better things to do. That's true. Yes. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Later... IQ and Bond are walking when he shows Bond his watch that he's invented. So what was going on with the animation here? His arm just kept moving up and down for some reason. Yeah, it's weird, right? Well, I, I assume that's how you power the watch. Oh, it power, it's kinetically powered. Yeah, it's kinetically powered, so he just has to keep doing that. God, your watch would last you for years, <laughs> wouldn't it? So, the way you, you walk. Um... I'm talking about... The way you walk. Oh, right, okay. I, I just thought that maybe IQ had an annoying tick of some kind. Unless this oh, is how you we, show someone a watch. 
by going like that. <laughs> well, you don't want it. Maybe. Well, you don't. You don't want to be ticking next to Bond. They try and defuse you. <laughs> that is true. He would, wouldn't he? He'd be looking for the yeah. countdown numbers. He would. Yeah. Yeah. Tipping you upside down. Do you think Jay's bum when he gets a bum and it's like got one minute left? Do you think he just sits back to wait till it says zero zero seven? They're all like, do it now, Bond. We've got an hour. There's an hour before it'll go off. J- just do the... No. <laughs> just just unfold some sandwiches. <laughs> Pull out a nice picnic. Yeah. Yeah, it just sits back. And then just at 007, he goes, snip. <laughs> well, he's got an image to, to keep going, hasn't he? That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like us, you know, pretending to be... Um... Funny. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was going to say friends. <laughs> Fun, funny's more believable. <laughs> anyway, the watch has a miniature rocket launcher, which he uses to shoot down. Now, I thought it was an apple, but you pointed out to me that it's not an apple, is it? What is it? It's a pepper. <laughs> it's a pepper. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a pepper, which... Don't grow in trees, but growing kind of bushy things. But Well, that was going to be my question. I, I didn't understand how peppers were made, so I thought you would. So I was going to ask you. Oh, there's a little elf, right? It's called a pepper oh, yeah. elf. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And their wings beat 15 beats per minute, and that's what generates the heat to create peppers. That grow in bushes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wherever an elf, these little elves land. Okay, all right. Thank you. See, I told you we'd know. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, you don't get pepper trees. (laughs) At least, why would you you even plant a pepper tree in in a school ground? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know. You've got to say, though, what kind of, what what the hell kind of school is this? I mean, it's definitely the kind that you'd like to attend, isn't it? Yeah? They don't do any lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it is a school like he attends. No. (laughs) Uh, they don't do any lessons. The the teachers look like students. The students look like teachers. They got pepper trees. One of the, the teachers garden. looks like he's in the village, people. Yeah. Plus, everyone drives, so all these students must be over the age of 17. That's right, yeah. So I guess it's kind of a high school type situation we've got going on. High school? 17? Yeah. It's high. We went to high school, didn't we? Did we? I don't. I don't know if you did, Paul. <laughs> I'm beginning to question that. Well, you were there. I think you were there. I'm sure you were there. What? What's well, not? What? What do you think it is? Then? Sixteen. School. Secondary school. Yeah. What? The, it, so high, this is no high school is secondary. Oh, school. so maybe it's not. Maybe it's like A level type. College. College. Yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, let's say it's a college then. Okay. All right. IQ introduces himself to Lighter, who points out for the audience that his dad works with his uncle. Everyone works with everybody. <laughs> they seem to, yes. It's incestuous. Uh, and Lighter's kind of a surfer dude, right? Yeah, kind of. He, uh, he surfs a tray down the stairs, straight into Tracy Milbanks. Yes. She introduces herself to Bond, explaining that her dad is the principal. And that getting friendly with her just to get in with her dad would be a waste of time. Depends on your view, but all right. It does. But Bond says that getting friendly with her would be a pleasure, no matter who her father is. Smooth. Oh, yes, yes. So it is Tracy Milbank. She's our first non-associated character? Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. Another girl, kind of the nerdy one, named Phoebe Farragut, swoons over Bond as a Trevor Noseworthy passes through snootily telling everyone to get out of his way. He's a bit of a snitch in the school. He's always telling on everyone. Right, so so he's like the, uh, he's the antagonist of the school, the one who uh, yeah. gets on everyone's nerves and nobody likes. And I'm, uh, from Phoebe, I'm getting a, like a, like a Velma vibe from Scooby-Doo off her. Absolutely, yep, totally. I felt the same thing. Uh, she looks yeah. kind of like her, right? It's like as if every every female who is educated and has got an interest in science has to look like Velma in cartoons in the 90s. <laughs> the, the female characters aren't very good representations in this, are they? Well, 
it's treated with the same level of attention as like surfer dude. Yeah. It's just a trope. Yeah. Isn't it? Just a, it's just a trope. Yeah. This, this guy's a surfer dude. This woman's a bookworm or whatever would be the term they'd use then. Maybe they get better as, I mean, we're only on episode one of 65, so maybe they got better. Well, jail, let us know. Yeah. Jail, let us know. Yes. So Farragut tells Bond that Trevor is a real twit, to say nothing of being a total dweeb, adds Lighter. Yeah, gnarly dude. Yeah. <laughs> Suits you. Ah. Later on the sports field, they are playing soccer. Yeah. Just get that right. Yeah. When Noseworthy trips up IQ. So is, is Noseworthy playing soccer in his jumper and tie? Or is he just on the field? Well, what's IQ wearing? Sports gear. Yeah, he's wearing sports gear. Uh, mm. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Is it one of those things where they never change their clothes? Because that's his character. Yeah, right, even when they're off duty. Mm. Also, yeah. they're, they're doing football. What? I still don't get this college. They're like, they got sports events that mm. they have to do. They've got a gym teacher. They've got this Mitchell guy. So they have to make use of him somehow, don't they? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, we don't usually... Do sports in college, I mean. No, I get what you say. It's like a school, isn't it? Yeah. Noseworthy apologises sarcastically, and Bond confronts him about it. But Noseworthy says he wouldn't waste his time on riffraff like them. Oh. Meanwhile, watching from a hilltop through binoculars like a creep, is the purple... Yeah, he's, he's, this guy's staring at a school, or whatever it is, through binoculars, but we'll let that go. <laughs> is the purple-clad bad guy from The Chase. He is, um, Scumlord. Wasn't that your nickname at school? It, it was his nickname, Jay. They just didn't use the Lord bit. <laughs> yeah, you're not far off, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scumlord's henchman is Jaws. And it's an, a, an uncanny, accurate representation of Jaws from the films. I was amazed. It was just like the real <laughs> actor was there. <laughs> Why is he now a cyborg? Yeah, it's all those space adventures. Ah, so he's had he's had Got like operation. Got it. Mm. That makes sense. I'm happy now. Yeah, we should say, shouldn't we, that um, for anyone who's not seen James Bond Junior, the whole lower level of of, of Jaws's face is now made of metal in this. Yeah, like isn't it yeah. trap jaw in Masters of the Universe? Yes, exactly like trap jaw. Yes. Okay. Jaws is eager to destroy Bond and punches over a tree. But Scumlord only wants the Aston, as it contains an EMP generator that can erase the data from every computer system within a 50-mile radius. That seems an odd thing to keep in your car. Well, we'll find out later. Might not be in the car. Oh, spoiler. Mm, I know. He wants to use it to destroy the British economy, so obviously we are in Britain then. Well, we could fly over there with it. That is true. Yeah, yeah, in a bit of different part of England, yeah. 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 That's why everyone's accents are off. That could be why everyone's accents are off, yes. Oh well, yeah, we're in this part of Britain that's remote and inaccessible by anybody else. <laughs> and that's why they're all they're all inbred and got weird accents. <laughs> got it. Sounds like sounds familiar that Colin, doesn't it? it does, yeah. There's yeah. lots of nightclubs. Anyway, he wants to just as I say, he wants to use it to destroy the British economy so that scum can seize control. All he needs to do is wait. He's, all he but, needs to do, Colin, is wait a few years. Just a few years. That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. 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 But here's the thing. like You've destroyed the economy, and then you take over. Mm-hmm. What, what are you taking over? You've destroyed the economy. <laughs> that's that's got to be a lot of hard work and headaches trying to get that back on <laughs> an even keel, isn't it? That's a lot of paperwork. You imagine Scumlord, it's like I didn't understand all this paperwork I'd have to be doing just to get this country back on its feet after I've destroyed it. He didn't think it through, did he? No, no. You take over the country when it's at the top. Again, though, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, it does. It does. Jaws says that he'll steal it tonight, but Scumlord says no need. He's arranged to have the Aston delivered by a special messenger. Who? asks Jaws. Scumlord laughs. By none other than James Bond Jr. himself. Ooh, the plot thickens, or at least congeals. Later, Tracy tells Bond that the post office, 
have called. They have a package from his uncle for him. And and my reply was, well, why don't they just blooming deliver the package instead of calling me? Like a post office is supposed to. <laughs> like is they do. Why, why are they? We've got a package for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do you want to deliver it? Here's an idea. Give it a go. I, I mean, I could understand it if, if she'd said, oh, we've had a card pushed through the door. Um, it, it says... We had a package for you, but you weren't home, so we'll we'll try and deliver it again at another date. That would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, that would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He wants to get it, but IQ reminds him that he's grounded. But Tracy can help for a price. She wants a ride in the Aston. Well, if the school doesn't get any packages delivered, there must be like fifty thousand pencils at the post office waiting <laughs> to be delivered to the school. You could just go and say to the boss, uh, "Hey, headmaster, I'm going to go get all these pencils and stationery that the post office for some reason isn't delivering." That's his way out. Go get them. Yeah, yeah. He gets to the post office and they're like, "Oh, thank God you've come because no one's been collecting these packages for years." They just open and it's like end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's just all these crates, all filled with pencils. That's quite disturbing. I was thinking the exact same thing, but you said it first. (laughs) It's funny, that. Funny for you, depressing for me. (laughs) What, what, that we think alike? Yes, I know. (laughs) So it turns out that Warfield was once a counterintelligence training base and that Tracy knows all the secret passages. As she's showing Bond an IQ, Noseworthy is watching them through the window, but Lighter turns on the sprinklers, dosing him in water. So... Tracy takes Bond out through a secret passage, which goes through a, a, a mirror that apparently yeah. her dad, who is the principal of this school, doesn't know about, but somehow she does. Surely he's got to have moved that mirror at some point in time. Oh, the mirror in the, that, where the passage is hidden yeah. behind. Mm. Yeah. 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 Or the cleaner, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It is strange that her dad doesn't know any about these secret things. Mm-hmm. And IQ brings them the Aston outside. They speed away. At the post office, Bond and IQ go inside, leaving Tracy in the car. Jaws. Cashier number three, please. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine it? They keep cutting back. Yeah, it's just a line. <laughs> There's an old woman at the counter. She's got bags and bags of two peas and one peas that she wants to hand over. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the rest of the cartoon. It's just Jay's Bond still in line at the post office. <laughs> Talking about her bad feet to the cashier who wants to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws, who's been watching, heads to the car and Tracy panics at the sight of him. She ducks down into her seat as Jaws climbs inside. Yeah, it doesn't see her. I mean, I mean, she ducks down, but have you ever ducked down in the back of a car? I can still see you. It's not like you become invisible. Why have you ducked down into the back of a car, Colin? Oh, legal reasons. All oh, right, okay. Leave it there then. <laughs> Bond and IQ are puzzled that there's no package waiting for them. Jaws hotwires the Aston and speeds away with Tracy inside. So this Aston Martin DB5, which it's been heavily reconfigured with all sorts of technology, mm-hmm. weaponry, defences, mm-hmm. can be hotwired. Yes, and apparently he just hotwires it by biting the wires as well, doesn't he? Well, that's how you you do steal a car, by biting the wires. Oh, there you go, because you asked me how to steal a car, <laughs> didn't you? You just bite the wires. You just bite the wires. Also, is there yeah. not, if this is like a super, like, enhanced car, does it not have a security system in it? No, because he, he's, he's uh, circumvented it by eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we get, we'll get to the eating part of the car later. I think you've got, you, you've, you've got thoughts on that, haven't you? Luckily, Lighter and Farragut arrive in a van. In the van, Lighter gives IQ a box of equipment, including a homing device that allows them to track the Aston Martin. He can even operate the car's controls by remote. Ooh, first time we see that in James Bond, but not the last time. Yeah, because this predates Tomorrow Never Dies, doesn't it? Mm. Yep, a few years, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, they catch up with the Aston and watch it disappear into the back of a truck. It drives away. Bond and his gang follow. His gang. He's his gang. What do you want to call him? Makes him sound like he's a one of the like people on the street, you know. People <laughs> gang on the st- members. Gang members. What? <laughs> Switchblades and 
<laughs> yeah. And knuckle dusters. He's dipping on and, matter. And dancing. Yeah. Oh, dancing. West Side Story. Lots ah, of dancing. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you come and you get culture. You find that in your fridge. <laughs> IQ gives Bond his special watch, telling him that he's made some modifications. What, since we last saw it three minutes ago? Yeah, and, and then it has packed with rockets and all sorts of things. It's a lot of your little watch. It is, it rockets. is. Wouldn't it be funny if he's like, here, here's this little this watch, and it's got all these things, you know, all this technology. And they're like, great, great, what's this wire? And then behind is just this giant power pack <laughs> that's eight foot tall and has to be carried on wheels. He's <laughs> just like, pulling this up. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> Hold on a second. This watch fires rockets. Just pull this power pack over. Yeah, you have to make it a bit more mobile. At least put it, put some straps on it, stick it on your back. Yeah, like a big backpack, yeah. like in Ghostbusters. Yeah, like in Ghostbusters. Just, well, just to thinking. power his watch. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I'll take this IQ guy over his grandfather any day if he can come up with this. Yeah. yeah. And he's fitted the watch with a small buzz saw, which you'd think by setting it up here, we'll see it again. But we don't. Oh, maybe in a later episode. <laughs> Jay, let us know. I hope, you, hope you're keeping notes. <laughs> <laughs> the truck pulls up to a landing strip and a plane comes in. It's a scum cargo jet, says Bond. What oh, scum? It, I, I think it actually says on the side of it, scum cargo jet, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it may well do, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> what scum, asks Farragut. Insert your own jokes here, everyone, because you, yeah. you can... <laughs> Couldn't you? You're good. Yeah. Bond explains who scum are, and Lighter wonders how they can stop them. Bond wonders if IQ has any more of that special liquid he was using to boil the eggs with earlier. Ah. Can I also point out that all these other people are in spy school? How come they don't know who scum are? <laughs> that is true. Yes. Bond seems to be the only one that knows who they are. Yeah. It's almost like Bond's making it up. <laughs> Maybe scum, scum are only in his mind. Oh, they're all going, just, just humour him. Or maybe this isn't a spy school. This is like a special home that they've put James Bond Jr. there because he's convinced he's a spy and this is therapy. That's taking it in a dark turn there, Colin. I, I, it's for kids. <laughs> all the dream. It's all the dream, yeah. Yeah. Scumlord orders Jaws to load the Aston onto the plane. Bond pours some accused liquid into the truck's engine, which causes it to overheat. And break down. Some of his liquid. <laughs> he's getting blue. He's going blue. Oh, is your is your is your son? <laughs> that is it. You, yeah. you deal with him. While the bad guys are fussing about, Bond gets Tracy out of the boot. It turns out that she removed the rear seat and crawled into the back. Jaws didn't see any of this. Or hear it. I didn't, I didn't hear her going <laughs> unscrewing the seat. <laughs> Maybe she got him to help her. He, did, he, did, he decided he was going to give her a hand. <laughs> well, that's on brand for Bond because he does. He did help Bond in Moonraker. That's true. Yeah, and he's, he's not, not the smartest not. person, is he? Suddenly, Jaws looms behind Bond and says, So, Bond, I see you booked a flight on Scum Airlines. <laughs> easy, easy, Jet. It's easy, uh, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they say scum, it just it makes you chuckle, doesn't it? But Bond fires back with, frankly, I don't find the stewardesses very attractive. That gag wouldn't work for Phoebe Waller-Bridge, would it? In today's Bond movies, no. No, it wouldn't. Why, why, do, why no. do they have to be female stewardesses? Why are, they, why are they called stewardesses and not cabin crew? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Different time. This was 30, th- what, 32 years ago? 31 years ago, this cartoon? Though? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jaws attacks, grabbing Tracy and Bond and throwing them into the Aston's boot. He then loads the car into the plane. It takes off. How will our hero get out of this? He doesn't. Six, 64 episodes of a view of a, outside of a boot and all you can hear is... You need to tell us if that is actually what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I hope, uh, write it down. It's one more thing to add to the list. Mm-hmm. Scumlord gloats and tells Jaws to deal with their guests. But Bond remembers the watch 
and somehow knows that it has a laser which he uses to open the boot. Ah, wait. How did it, how did he know it had a laser? Did we not? We didn't see that laser. Didn't did see we? the laser. We saw the rocket launcher. Rocket launcher, the buzz saw. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they just use the buzz saw to open it, which they introduced earlier? Exactly. Exactly. They set something up and then just didn't use it. Didn't, but you you noticed didn't. something strange about the watch, didn't uh, you? Yes. Uh, it in close up shots of the watch, it has magical uh, disappearing and reappearing rockets on the side of it. On the strap. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're fixed to the strap in the close-up right. shots, but when it, you see it normally, it's just a strap. Oh, it is a magic watch. It, do you know what it is? Bad animation is what it is. Yeah. Lazy yeah. animation. Lazy so. animation, yes. Crude, but effective, says Bond. Are we talking about the animation again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they climb out and jump into the front of the Aston. He gets it started, but the flight device isn't working. Jaws approaches, but Bond drives right at him, sending him flying onto Scumlord's lap. But Jaws lifts the front of the car and starts to chew on the hood. Yeah, when did... I thought Jaws was just supposed to bite it, not eat it. Metal. Yeah, yeah, he does, he's not a metal swallower. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. Se- seems to be now, though. Maybe the upgrade. The metal jaw helps him digest it. Mm. But Bond... Presses a button, sending the bumper out like a battering ram and knocking Jaws backwards. Now, this is a uh, a, uh, a Goldfinger thing as well, isn't it? The battering ram. Because the, the little toy cars that they made in the 60s had the battering rams that came out the front. Oh, he's got one. There we go. Here we go. There you go. Yes. Yep. And for the for the for the listeners at home, Colin just took out his vintage Aston Martin toy and demonstrated the battering ram for everyone. Toy? He took out his diecast replica, <laughs> uh, man, man, manly. Uh... I, kn- I knew that would trigger him. I knew it would. <laughs> Bond grabs the one parachute, telling Tracy that they'll have to share, then uses the remote control device to send the Aston smashing into the cabin door. Wouldn't it be funny if you just put on the uh, the one parachute and jumped out and left her? Who's going to know? Yeah. Who's going to know? <laughs> uh, pushes a button for the battering ram and the radio comes on. We have all the time in the world. Nice. It's like, no, it's just floating as he listens. <laughs> the plane starts to crash as Bond and Tracy jump to safety. Jaws jumps too, crashing into a chicken coop without a parachute as the plane crashes. It's very Moonraker-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All it needs is someone to do a double take, right? That's what we're missing. Definitely. Yeah. Also, where yeah. did Scumlord yeah. go? Because he didn't jump out. That is true. He doesn't jump out. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jay, let, let us know if uh, Scumlord survives for the next episodes, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Add that to the list. When, when we do a, a special follow-up episode... In the future, when Jay fills us in on what happened. Yep. Okay. One day, I'll get that Bond kid, Jaws growls. He he won't. He won't, no. (laughs) Back at the academy, Noseworthy can't wait to show the principal that Bond has disobeyed him and snuck off the campus. But unfortunately, they find Bond studying hard in his room, and the principal gives Noseworthy detention for wasting his time. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I got a question. Okay. Jaws in this cartoon, is he supposed to be the Jaws from the films? If so, he's a bit young. Or is he a descendant of Jaws from the films? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm guessing he's supposed to be the Jaws from the films. But then that wouldn't make sense because it's James Bond Jr. Yeah. So Jaws would be what? 80? Jaws Jr., yeah. Jaws Jr., yeah. Yeah, little Jaws. <laughs> little nipper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns out that IQ had put a ladder against the window, allowing Bond to climb back just in time. Mr. Mitchell enters and congratulates Bond on Tracy's rescue. Bond tells him that luckily he managed to destroy the Aston, so Scum will never get the dastardly hands on the EMP generator. Oh, yeah. Ray, woo! <laughs> All right. 
Unfortunately, Mitchell tells Bond that he just got off the phone with Bond's uncle. I wonder how many times they're going to mention that in the series. You know, the the, the words Bond's uncle are going to crop up. I wonder if Bond ever appears. Yeah. Ooh, that would, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his work car on him. No. Yeah. It turns out, though, that they were misinformed, that the generator was never in the Aston Martin anyway. Oh, I thought she was another Bond girl. Misinformed. <laughs> it's his money penny. Hmm? It's his money penny. Misinformed. Yeah, misinformed. Mm. Yeah. Bond is annoyed that they went through all this for nothing. Well, apart from saving Tracy. I mean, that wasn't for yeah. nothing, was it? And that all the pieces of the Aston have been shipped back. They look out the window. It's a joke. There's a brand new car outside. It's a gift from 007. I think someone needs to have a chat with 007 about the misuse of government equipment here. If he's just sending out cars left, right and centre. Yeah, also it's a horrible looking car. Do you think they were going for kind of a um, a Lotus? I know it's not exactly like a Lotus, but it's got kind of a Lotus feel to it, especially like the one from, from Your Eyes Only, you know, the red one. I think they were going for a car that had no name so they wouldn't have to pay anybody. <laughs> yeah, if... I think you're probably right there, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for, really. Going back to the misuse of government equipment, doesn't he say in Dr. No to Moneypenny that he'd get prosecuted if he misused government equipment? Does he? Yeah. Yeah, in Dr. No. I don't know, does he? <laughs> I didn't know that. We'll just, we'll just... Or he'd no. get some, sent to court for something. Oh. There's someone shaming us here on Classic Bond. And he's not even 12 yet. Bond and the gang go out to look at the new car. And he takes IQ for a spin. Why does he take IQ for a spin? Wouldn't he take Tracy for a spin if you want to do the James Bond kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the... I mean, you, we don't know what kind of um, caveats were put on the people that made this by networks and things, you know. Right. Can't have too much of that going on, you know. Right, right. Anyway, we end on IQ marvelling at all the gadgets and just what he could do with this car. Oh, no, you don't, Bond tells him. Yeah, good funny ending. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of this episode of James Bond Jr. So, shall we start with James? What did yeah. you think of James Bond Jr.? I think it's a good 90s show uh, for those for the kids in those days. But I think nowadays, I think modern kids would find most of it either silly or stupid in places of today's right. standards. Mm. Um, I like the action scenes. I thought they were straight out of a Bond film, definitely. Uh, I did think that the voice actors uh, were a bit odd in places, but it was mostly fine. And the characters were nice little nods to classic Bond characters. So, yeah, overall I thought it was a good uh, show. Would you watch more? That's my job, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah. Let, 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 let's say it's not your job. It is, but let's say it's not. <laughs> if you were going to be entertained, would you put on another episode of Jane's Bond? No, yeah, Jr. definitely. Definitely ah, to get be entertained. Okay. All right. So you would say it's a hit then, right? Yeah, definitely. Colin? All right, what? One hit on me. Um, I always wonder why I'd never seen this cartoon series before. Now I know why. <laughs> um, I guess it came a little too late for me, but uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't hate it, but it didn't encourage me to watch more of it. Okay. And I, and I agree with Jay. It's a little silly in places, but obviously it's not aimed at a 40-year-old bloke, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I thought some of the jokes fell a little flat. Um, and I think there's a lot better cartoons out there from this time period. I would probably agree with you on a lot of that. It's incredibly cheesy and it's so 90s at times, it's a bit painful. Um, right. But I've got to say that as a, as a massive Bond fan, I can see myself watching this back in the day if I was maybe five years younger than I was in 1991. Yeah, I think that's the only reason we missed it, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's got everything that a real Bond film's got. It's got chases, it's got gadgets. I mean, they're all simplified and kiddied up, aren't they? Which is fine. 
Yeah, you said real James Bond film, Paul. There was some mm-hmm. kind of message behind that. What do you mean by a real James Bond film? <laughs> you know exactly what I mean by a real James Bond film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but James Bond films that were made not recently. Right. All right. Okay. The humor's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it's bad. I mean, and even even for a '90s cartoon, it's bad. There's far better humor in other cartoons from that period. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the theme tune's got awful, but it's kind of it kind of grows on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. And there is a certain charm about it all. I kind of liked it. Ah, oh, so would you watch more? Um, I if if James is going to watch more, I may s- catch it tangentially. In the corner of the room. It it is nice that a twelve year old James and you are on the same wavelength. <laughs> He's not even twelve Which yet. I, I already suspected. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a hit. Oh, nice. All right. Well you got two hits and a miss, so mm-hmm. you that outnumbers me, so it's a hit. Yeah, yeah. Well that's it for this episode of Junior Inspection. Thank you to our current Patreon supporters. Please rate us and review us wherever you listen, because the old men here really need your validation. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> you, you. you might say it's true, but speak for yourself. I'm not old. Oh yeah, but I need the validation. You're okay. old. All I right, need the validation. Enough. Okay, fair enough then. Remember, you can reach via, via email. Email, Colin. Uh, no, don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> no, what's the email, Colin? Actually, uh, you can't email us at the moment because we are working on a new email address and some little other goodies. So uh, stay tuned for our next episode where what that will all be revealed. Okay. Or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And remember to check out our Spotify playlist containing the themes and songs from previous episodes. So until next time, bye. 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 <laughs>